welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.es Sam Townsend Music from samtownsendmusic.es Espania, surely? That's right, Ben. Oh, I've been in Spain. This, oh, what a fantastic place to go. It's true. Have you, is it? Yes. Is it? I had a week in Spain, uh, three days in Barcelona yeah. and two days in Valencia. And one day in Penis Cola. One day in Penis Cola on the way back. Real place, by the way. Yeah, no, it was wonderful, uh, you know, working with my Spanish colleagues. Yeah, well, and, lovely uh, people. Hola, etc. Hola, uh, monsieur. That lovely, uh, <laughs> that lovely spaghetti bolognese we used to have at the Cipsella camp. Yeah, so. oh, well, everything about Spain is fantastic, isn't it? The Sagrada Familia, which is now on track to be completed in 2026. Good. May I say? <laughs> it I, is wonderful. Do you remember when I, I went up there and, and behaved... Like someone who was extremely scared. Yeah, of heights. It's because it was absolutely ridiculous. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Our mother, in fact. That when we went in the early 90s, oh, man. Sagrada Familia and Health and Safety was not what it is now. Um, it's been a work in progress for about 124 years now, I think. Yes. Um, now, really getting to the conclusion, but obviously Gaudi never, was never to see it be completed. No, he got run over by a tram. Yes, he did, yeah. When we were going up the towers, oh, one of the towers in Sagrada Familia, the thing was about as wide yeah, as this garage, probably about 10, probably about five, one, two, seven meters. The staircases were yeah, a joke. Seven meters across, and the staircases were about a meter wide. Yeah, no banisters. a spiral staircase yeah. up the outside. Up, with a, with up, a thousand foot. Well, hundreds of feet. Yeah. Seriously, hundreds of feet. Yeah. With like an eight meter. Yeah. It was like um, when Luke lets himself fall backwards in, it was a in Empire Strikes Back. And I'm pe- I'm pe- I can't even climb a ladder. Maybe that's why. <laughs> it was terrifying. And I look back on that and think, we were lucky at, that there was five, five of us kids there that all five of us got out alive. Yes. Well, I would have sacrificed myself for the good of the group. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was prepared to well, do. That's what we were hoping you'd do. <laughs> yeah, that's why we went up there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll sacrifice himself for the good I of the group. I wonder why we were so sombre when, when we all came down alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were really happy on the way up. <laughs> yeah. We had little streamers and party hats. <laughs> really, really for the big moment. Party poppers. As I fell out the window. <laughs> no, fall straight down the middle straight into the, the chasm. Middle. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, today, Sam. Yes, it's a we, very exciting day. We waste no time at all in saying that it is Frusciante special number nine. We, that, oh, that is the truth. It is the truth. That is the truth, Ruth. And we are, it, this is... Akin to one of the early episodes we did when we looked at The Getaway and it was Ben's first listen. Mm. Uh, we're going to look at the album to record only water for 10 days. Yes, we are. And, and you, have, you have heard songs off it. I've heard the hits, That's I would say, if, if hits can be applied to any oh, of the Oh, there's songs. some hits on there. All right, Ben. There's definitely some hits. I'll tell you that much. Let's have a quick look. I don't think there's really any misses. There's some lesser hits. Well, but... let's just run through the songs. Because, you know, I grew up on Frusciante because of your influence. Yes. I grew up on Frusciante. I, was, I must have been, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I must have been in my mid-20s <laughs> when yeah. I first heard. Yeah. Uh, I grew up on Frusciante because of your influence. Because of it. But this wasn't one of the big ones that was playing in heavy rotation. Heavy no. rotation was Shadows Fly With People and the record collection. And all of the record collection. That was what I grew up on, Frusciante-wise. And that's understandable. This feels to me... Like a lesser listen to one, even by yourself. Yes, is that that's fair, to fair say? That's fair. But you're really going to take the lead on this one uh, because you 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 have listened to this album. Yes, and I haven't really. I, I've heard, obviously, I've heard going inside. I've heard the first season. I've heard murderers. 
conceivably invisible movement. You've heard invisible movement. But the rest of it is... Representing, you'll have heard. The rest of it is a foreign country to me. Yes, well... Spain, for example. Exactly. In Spain, they love it. I mm. can tell you that much. All, all your I, Spanish colleagues. But that's all I heard. Yeah. To record only sangria for... To drink only sangria for 10 days. And what, it ten, what a 10 days what it was. Did, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was wonderful. Can I just touch on my own personal history with the album? Yeah, of course. Go for it. I purchased it when it came out in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, on a CD, a compact disc. Right. And I rejected it. Well, I you, remember you didn't, you didn't like it. I, re- I vividly remember listening well, to what, it. Well, what were you expecting? Something well, akin to Californication. Exactly, Ben. I, this was my first exposure to, to John's solo music. Well done for sticking with it. Presumably, I've never really heard this album. Um, and it wasn't what I expected. No. So initially, I listened to it, and then I didn't listen to it for a while. I just listened to Cali and you know the, all the other Chili's albums that came out. I did, however, go on to buy... Uh, Shadows Collide with People when uh, when that was released so I wasn't you know turned off for life the good stuff well the thank good, god the good stuff thank god the good then, stuff. then you bought me up on him yes so yeah I got I actually got back into this album in Sydney Australia okay okay in 2004 okay and I'm interested to see how this sits with me because as you know I'm not a, to be honest and I will be honest mm. I'm I'm more a fan, I think, of John's mainstream stuff, aka yes. Shadow, Shadow Sky with people and and the bulk of the record collection stuff. Yeah, I mean, you call that mainstream. The, the, Ru- the Russian stuff, it's... not so keen on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. The, look, this is the Russian medieval music. The, this, not so the, keen the on. problem is this: this album overlaps with um, yeah. Neandras. Yeah, you know, it's part of his journey. Yeah. Well, you've got you've got. Um, let, let's just have a think about that journey then. Yeah, he's coming out of. Of the Chilies, leaves the Chilies in 1992. Yes, and he and he puts out in 94 the and usually just a T-shirt. Yes, two essentially separate pieces of work put together on on one release. Yes, not my particular no. Frusciante cup of tea. No, but it, there's some I, very I've, good I, stuff. I, on yeah, it. yeah, I've skimmed over it. Yeah, at best. But that famous love the album cover for um yes. for Neanderlados. Yeah. yeah. The um, him, you know, for Clara, him looking, looked it up for the inspiration. Cover is inspired by uh, Marcel Duchamp, the famous French artist and polymath, had an alter ego called Rose Selevo or mm. Selevi. Oh, now I can see why you brought this up. Yeah, why? Because you've done some research on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just read the Wiki- it's literally just the Wikipedia page. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so. But the album's never grabbed me. No, that's, uh, again, understandable. Se- it's an acquired taste. Second album he released, there's EPs scattered across as well, I think. Yes, yeah. A couple We're of just e- talking A couple albums. of EPs. But second album, Smile from the Streets You Hold, released in 1997. And, so, when, and, and subsequently withdrawn. Yeah, and, yes, yes, yes. And so was Neandra withdrawn and subsequently re-released. But Smile yeah. from the Streets You Hold hasn't been re-released. No. These songs on um, Smile from the Streets are songs recorded over various periods Outtakes from the Andras, um, some songs recorded while I was with the Chilies, um, one track from 1988, and, and you're right, removed from sale. It in was thrown together to try and raise some money, basically. Yeah, 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 because a lot of this was during that drugs hell period. Yes. And, and, and he said, I think it was on, on the Andras, he's, he's gone on record as saying that he was stoned on every note that he played on the album. So very, really difficult times. 
Yes, and so this is the next release. And this is the next album release, yeah. So to record only water for 10 days. However, the difference here is he's back in the Chili's. Yeah. He's released Californication. He's back on top of the world. And he's got people buying this record mm. who wouldn't have otherwise yes, bought the solo yeah, music. Bought the solo music up like to this me. point. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And it's not... And a lot of it isn't what you would... I couldn't believe it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. In 2001, me and my mate sat there and looked at each other and probably said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, because it was our first listen to any of John's solo music. Yeah. Yeah, and I he, was expecting, but you know, well, scar tissue. Yeah, scar tissue too. Yeah, so scar tissue. Yeah, well, we, we did. We had a scar tissue that night. Yeah, you did. From what I understand, it was in our brains. Mm. Yes, descarted. John embraced a different recording technique for um, to record only water. Yes, previous That's albums. True. Oh, actually, you're sorry, I've got some of this. I, I, oh, have I, you? I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, right. I left my notes in the house. <laughs> but if you've done it as well, then it doesn't matter. Okay, John recorded um, Yandras and Smile from the Streets on, I think, four track, four track, That's four right. track uh, tape recorder. Yes, much like the Tascam that I used to record the early Insidious songs. Yes. However, recorded this on the Yamaha MDA eight-track digital recorder. That's right. The utilised mini disc. <laughs> yes, mini disc technology, I believe it says. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But he decided to um, he equalised the tracks and tinkered a bit on analog. He transferred the tracks over to analog. Yes, and he couldn't believe how shit it all sounded. That's right. And then he vowed never to record on digital again. Exactly. <laughs> 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 That's all true, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I really should wind this up by saying that lots of songs were recorded but left off this album. Many of them turned up on uh, from the from the sounds from the inside, sounds inside, which is a great a great album. Yeah. That's an internet only album, but that I got into uh, in Australia. Yeah. And there's some lovely songs on there. And, of course, includes the fantastic discrepancy. Well, because I think, didn't the fans name the song, some of the songs? Well, they weren't named properly. That's right. And so you've got Low Birds, also known as Lou Bergs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is a great song. Yeah. Which version do you prefer, Lou Bergs or Low I Birds? I sing Lou Bergs. No, do I? Low Bergs. I think I, I think I combine them. Low Bergs. Low Bergs. Lou Bergs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, then. So... Essentially, my first listen, we'll call it. Then, we'll call we? it that, yeah. Okay. Just to drum up some controversy and get some people saying nasty things. Well, no, I don't. Know. I think that to have not listened to this is, is absolutely fine. Yeah. But you, but you have. So that's some of a, it. That's all right as well. Some of it, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to crack on into it and we will catch you on the other side. As we take the time, Sam, to go inside, going inside, let's go inside, going inside. We're inside, going inside, and that's where I like to be. I think this is a. I think this is. Well, you described it as a Bobby Dazzler as the song finished. Yes. I think this is, as a young man or a younger man, you. Yes. 
listening to this for the first time, expecting something akin to Californication, this actually, you would have listened to this, I imagine, and thought, it's a bit raw, Hmm. It sounds a bit rough and ready, but I'm sure things will settle down into more melodic material. Well, I have to say, even this song was a bit of a trap. Yeah, because this <laughs> it's song, a great Frusciante song. It's, it's a great Frusciante song, and I think you're right. We probably, yeah, we all of those things would have been true. Um, but then he'll polish up, and the next one, you know, will be will be completely polished. Yeah, uh, uh, and we, you know, we we didn't know Ben, but we we I guess we like this one. It's difficult not to like this. This is an iconic John Frusciante solo music riff. Yes, uh, it is. It's it's great. It's so powerful, and the guitars, I believe. I mean, if you if you choose to believe Wikipedia, are all DI'd, and they're not amplified. So that means they go direct into the DI is direct in. I so believe that direct into the desk, or, or whatever you're mixing, or whatever you're recording through. That means you're not going to get any room sound. You're not going to get any. Um, natural reverb you're not going to get all of those things that you get if you're playing a guitar through an amplifier and you're miking it up to mm. capture the ambiance of, of the surrounding environment mm. what you get is a very immediate uh, and can be you can obviously add effects to it afterwards uh, but, uh, a very, but a very conceivably a very in your face sound yes. and that's what you get I think with the lead guitar here when oh, it first comes in it is no brutal doubt. It, it, well, exactly. In a great way. I mean, the the picked line is lovely. Yeah. Um, but then, exactly, you get that sort of screeching sound. Yeah. That and the choice, the choice to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. It, but I mean, we know and love it. Um, but it, I'm not sure I do love that particular choice. That particular choice. Yeah. No, it's I mean, a bit weird. I accept it. Yeah. With love. Yeah. And I too accept it with love. Yes. But it's interesting because it's a little bit jarring, isn't it? It's not. It doesn't flow. It's a little bit almost on a song that's got so much aggression and feels like it is a, a, a spontaneous creation. Yeah, it feels pre-planned and that particular moment. Mm. You're talking about the lead guitar there. I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Almost a little bit. I don't want to say cheesy, but no, but okay, no, no. I, I... So I won't say I it, but saying. that will allow people saying. to know what I'm thinking. But what this song, no, exactly. <laughs> but what this song does have, I think, is a, I full, a full sound, and it sounds like a fully developed song. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. got proper structure. Yeah. Not not to say the other songs haven't, but there's there are some songs on this album that we'll talk about later on, which don't necessarily take the recognised route route that you know that we're so used to. Um, the vocals are great. You know, they they really are. They're, they're pushed, they're, they're blown out. Yeah, a bit, and that's... that's, And it suits the song. It's, it does suit the song, yeah. The whole song feels like it is... Everything's been pushed into the red. Yeah. And we're accepting of that. The artist, John Fashante in this uh, example, is mm. accepting of that. Oh, he loves it. And he will go on to prove that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then it erupts into that, fant- I think, a truly great chorus. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Where it soars. Yes, it does. It, it, it does soar, and his vocals soar, and that's the thing. You know, we're we're talking about someone who, if if you had listened to his previous stuff, we've never heard him singing like this. I'd never heard him sing at all, but I I have since listened to his music that he released prior to this album, and this was this was lovely to hear. Yeah. This was a man reborn. Yeah, this well, was a man singing literally for I mean, the first not time. Yeah, he was literally singing. Yes, but not literally reborn. <laughs> no, not not literally. 
But he might as well have been. Metaphorically reborn. Metaphorically, literally. His teeth were reborn. Literally, metaphorically. Hmm. Reborn. Yeah, and that is true. There's so many things that happen on this song that are sort of the template for the whole album. The, the honesty of the lyrics, um, the subject matter of the lyrics. He talks a lot about the years that he's lost and has spent during, right, right. You know, his life prior right. to rejoining the band, I think. Uh, things like you don't throw your life away going yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. You don't throw your life away sitting still. Yeah. Nice um, oh, I put, I, I put the vocals come in at, uh, at 0037. That's yeah. a timestamp. Time and I put slightly affected. I think that's, a, that's an understatement. Yeah, it's blown to all shittery. It starts off on a somber tone, I've written. Mm, it does. And I think, yeah, I think it does. Um, and then we hear him say things like, in your body. Yeah. And it's just lovely. Well, that's it? great. That's where it Full, soars. Powerful that's where it healthy. soars. Yeah. I think this is a phenomenally good opener. And I can only assume the album's going to all be this good. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Can I just talk about some of the... Yeah, please do. You, you've got the notes this time, brother. What we've got here is you've got verse one. You've got you, your, and John. Right. So it, the, the, the perspective is a skew. Yeah. You, I, I'm. John goes out the window. And well, he, he, he defenestrates himself. He's gone out the window. And another, another reoccurring theme of this album is his... his uh, and uh, going forward and going back. But his, his sort of abstract lyrical style and his penchant to talk about uh, the pretend. That's a reoccurring theme throughout this album. The real... You know, well, there's literally a song called The Real. There is. And I think he... And, and this comes back to the honesty of the man. He is lyrically honest. He's not afraid to lay himself bare. He writes how... He, he is a, an artist. And for that reason, he's not afraid to just be himself in his music or through his music. And, and that, I think that shines through. Because I think some people would shy away from some of his, his lyrical choices. Hmm. But he doesn't. I think when you're an artist and you are taking the decision to be that open, hmm. you're also opening yourself up to scrutiny. And from that scrutiny, people forming quite strong opinions about you. Yeah. And that's why a lot of artists don't do it. Hmm. Yeah. So it's always a brave decision, I think, to put yourself to put yourself down on that piece of paper mm. and then and then and then sing those words and and put them out to the world. And the interesting thing is I mean we're we're looking at it and interpreting what John might be saying. But I think it's always interesting and I'm I'm sure I must have said this on the podcast before that as soon as you put that piece of art out into the world mm. it ceases to be it ceases to have just the meaning that you intended it to have. Yes. And it then can have hundreds and thousands of different meanings. It ceases to be yours. Right, and that's like, yes, yeah, that's very true. And is then open to everybody else's interpretation. Yeah, and as we've said, it, it, it develops new meaning for every single person who listens to it, yeah. but also can provide, through that interpretation and meaning, it can provide support for people. Oh, gotcha. It can become, well, songs do, don't they? They become yeah. so important to people. Yeah. Music does. Yeah. So... That's the beauty of the art. Well, I, I, I will be completely honest here. Again? Yeah. This is, this is a good start. <laughs> this is the honest a episode. Good start. We're talking about music 
what, exactly what you just said, how people can take what they want from music and how it can support them and help them. Yes. As you know, I've been unwell for the past couple of weeks. You have. And I was having, for the first time in my life, panic attacks. Yes. And when I had a panic attack and my wife was supporting me, we sat and she supported me to breathe and she supported me to calm myself down, which mm. I was unable to do myself at, at the time. Yes. And part of what we did was put on Night Swimming by R.E.M. and Perfect Circle by R.E.M. Slow, beautiful songs yeah. just to... This is something you know. This is something yes. you don't need to think about, but you can engage with. Can, yeah, and that and that was incredibly helpful. Well, it's so, amazing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there is a there is a huge power to music to help people when they most need help. Well, that's very true, and and thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. I was listening to the radio just yesterday, and there was someone on Five Live, which is a radio station in the UK. For those of you who don't know. And she was talking about the power of music and the medicinal qualities that it can have. And there's no doubt that that's very true. So, this song, however, what about that bit in this song where it goes... Do you that with a kanji now? I think we've discussed that bit already. Yeah, I know, but I was just thinking that's, no, that's not necessarily no, the that's sort what, of thing you were after in that moment. That's probably why I chose not to put on that. going inside. Not that, not that. That would really wound me up. And so I've spoken about the mixture of the first person, the third person. Yeah, um, that's really that's interesting. That's very interesting. And I, but I think that comes back to John's time in the wilderness Yeah. and how far down the rabbit hole he went where he, he himself wasn't 100% sure of himself. Well, I think where he stood in, in this construct that we know as reality. No, 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 I think you're right. He has he, he's said that he was having out-of-body experiences, that he yeah. was seeing other people, that he was believing things were happening, like Flea coming around to see him yeah. when he, he wasn't there and like he'd say to Flea, why did you leave so quickly last night or whatever? So he's perceiving, he has been in very recent times perceiving reality from a number of different viewpoints. Yes. And I think what you've picked up on there, that he is then putting that across in the first person, the third person, yeah. is a reflection of that. Of perhaps. what he's been through. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think almost all of these songs can be interpreted to be looking back on what he's been through. I think it, it, this album and, and even going into Shadows and his stuff on the record collection, that is a... a, a a massive theme that I always pick up on, and 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 I think I think there is room for interpret, interpretation in, in artistic work. But I'd be surprised if if that interpretation isn't right, because it's to to me it seems so clear, mm. and I'm sure that's the case. Um, but yeah, this just is a really good song. It's a song that he played on radio stations. It was a yes, single. Yes, yes, yes. He played, he played um, it live acoustically, didn't he? Just himself. Yeah, it was released. This album was released by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So they would have been pushing him to get out there and play it. And I'm it, not sure it's got commercial appeal, and and it was. I don't think it did have ra- commercial. Appeal. Ramped up the charts straight yeah. straight to number. But seeing him perform it live, and this led to him oh, going great. out and a performing, white T-shirt, for example. Yeah, this this led to him performing his famous man and a guitar shows. Uh, ATP, for example. Well, I, I, I would say, and what I w- was going to say, is that the shows he performed to support this album and the very famous shows and the songs he was performing and his style of performance 
was still very raw. Mm. Very raw. I mean, he, he performed with exuberance and it was great to see. And as fans of John, it's great to see. Mm. But by the time ATP came around, he was a much more polished It was a different, an, a different animal. Oh, yeah. for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. But play, this is all part of the journey. Did he play going inside ATP? No. Shame. Great song. He played the first season. He played representing. I was actually going to write down the songs that he what, performed. What were you forcing him to play, but he wouldn't play because it's too high? A Wednesday song. Sure. He couldn't perform that. But he spoke to me directly and yeah. told me why. Yeah, and good. I, I, I think that's yeah, And you, ac- you accepted it. Oh, I had to. So, uh, going inside, absolutely fantastic. Great now, song, great start. Let's go outside and listen to someone's. Someone's, two ones, me and you, come out of someone's. Sam, you're the man with the plan at this stage. What's your first thoughts? Well, the first thing I'd like to say about this, and it's a pattern that I've picked up on, hmm. is uh, you don't throw your life away going inside. Yeah. Bang. There's the title straight away. Right. This one. Someone's winning. Straight in. Waste no time. No time. It couldn't be any quicker. No. Couldn't be quicker unless he... It couldn't, could it? Well, unless it, unless, unless the song it, was called the, 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 the little bit of silence, the gap between songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. That's, should we talk about that? That was a good song. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about each gap in between each song <laughs> yeah, as well? Great, great gap. gap. <laughs> I like that gap. I'm not so keen on that one. Uh, so far, this is the first gap, and it's strong. We'll rate each gap. We'll rate each gap. They're great gaps. Yeah, I've approached this by first of all isolating each layer. Okay. And I think we should nice. we do need to touch upon the drum machine element. Because it's, there are no, you know, there's no drummer. There's no drummer here. No, so John's doing all of this. John's doing the Vox, doing the electric guitar, doing the acoustic guitar, doing synthesizers, doing the drum machine, and also, according to Wikipedia, producing as well in, presumably in coordination with uh, Jimmy Boyle, who mixed and produced it. That's what it's true, actually, Boyle. Um, three layers, drum machine. Runtime, 1.52, so it's a quickie. Yeah. Drum machine, guitar, and vocal, that's it. And to me, this feels straight away, you know, we thought we were going to go polished, up-fi, hi-fi. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone down-fi, yeah. low-fi. Low <laughs> uh, this uh, I, this I, sounds low-fi. And I'd say this is probably about the same fi as going inside. Well, it, I suppose it's it is. It's just a slight... I don't I, know, and going inside feels more full. It well, feels more recognisable as something that... It feels going inside feels more recognisable as a fully developed song. Yeah, it's got the, the 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 longer length. It's got the hooky intro which grabs you straight away. Yeah. Whereas songs that this actually songs that that start off with the singer coming straight in. Yeah. Don't have the opportunity to ground your ear in a riff or a hook that they come back to. Well, instrumentally. Exactly. Yeah. It, they, they they may come back vocally, yeah, but it doesn't have any song that does that doesn't have the hook. No, that's right. And this is a, an, another reoccurring theme. I think a lot of these songs, and I, this is just purely a theory, 
um, are just written on the guitar. With him, you know, he's got he's he's got the 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 rhythm line because a lot of it is just yeah. particularly here. It's yeah. just a rhythm guitar line, isn't it? Yeah. And he's he's and he's singing the words to it, and then he's got to turn it into a song. There is no there is no riff. There is no introduction. It's straight in. Yeah. And we see this further down the line. Sometimes he he comes in with just the drums. And, right, then, and okay. then and then he starts the song, okay. but I think his writing style at this time was to sit with a guitar, strum well, along, and write a song. If you, if you think, I mean, if you think what previously had been his writing style for the previous few years, yeah, he had no choice but to write like that because he was in a hell of a state in a little flat with a with a guitar. Yeah, and he didn't really develop his ideas. That's the thing. Yeah, that much, not even to this extent. Yeah, well, I, I was saying this is more developed than perhaps. Those yeah, ideas were. But not developed to the point where he comes up with an in, in, a guitar introduction no, to the song, for no, example, no. which makes it. Which grabs the air. Grabs the air, makes it yeah. more commercial. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. But, yeah, so it feels lo fi. Feels less nuanced, I've put. Vocal delivery is fully pushed, but it was fully pushed before. Yeah, no, I think. And it's worth saying that these are. We're just having. Okay. We're just having one pass on each of these songs. Yeah. And so some of these songs I'm essentially hearing for the first time. I think this this one really I, I didn't, didn't strike me as a song that I recognised. But you do pick up on there that he's choosing to go into falsetto at a point and then pulling it back, yeah. and then choosing to take another vocal delivery, which is an interesting vocal delivery, mm. and then I think pulling it back again. Well, I think by, what I meant by fully pushed was not the effect on it necessarily. But the, his delivery, like I don't think he does pull back. I think he, you know, someone's waiting to fly with me, and then everywhere I look, there's yeah, a fan. Yeah, that's where he's saying it's it. always right in. You know, he's, he's going okay. for it, isn't he? Okay. And there's no real, there's no real change to that. I don't, I don't think. You know, what is the structure here? Verse one, as far as I can tell, starts at nine seconds, and finishes at twenty-four seconds. Quick one. And then verse two is twenty-five seconds to forty-seven. Similar length. Is there two verses or five, or is it one long so- one long verse? I think it's one long thing. Yeah, I, 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 I do as well. Although there is there is a slight break. Yeah, there there is. Yeah, and there's that classic Frusciante thing of holding the same chord. Yeah. and then going back into the, I guess what you might call the verse. Yeah, exactly. But it's so hard to say because I, I think you're right. I think this is one long thing. Um, because the verse is, verse three starts at 54 and finishes at 112. Very, very short. It actually, to me though, it had a slightly breezy feel. It put me in mind of uh, the more poppy Nirvana songs. And extrapolating from that, Kurt was heavily influenced by the Beatles mm. and their more poppy songs. And as I listened to it, I thought I can hear, actually, I think, a Beatles influence here. Mm. And I, I think I can hear a Nirvana influence, especially at the beginning when he's changing between those two chords. Yeah, it felt like um, it put me in mind of "Drain You," which comes straight in with the vocal. One baby, two another. Yeah, spoken set. about a, a love of Nirvana, isn't it? Yeah, and that comes straight in with with yeah. the guitar. Yeah, and, so and, the and that would have been during that would have been. Well, that, Kurt, that was, Kurt was got Kurt had died would've, by would've, point Nirvana were finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that I noticed here for the first time is his sometimes strange choices when it comes to his intonation and his choice of words and where to put them right right right, right. um it's squeezing words in um 
Flush yourself out of it. Just even How, not, right. Okay, yeah. Not, not necessarily the way that you would think to sing that line. No, but he's not afraid to explore his 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 style of delivery, but also his voice. He explores his, his voice fully. And he sings, you know, lines that start up at falsetto and then go right down into yeah. the chest. And it's, it's very, it's great. He's just doing what feels right. And he, because I think I was listening to that thinking, this is a man who is, who is literally reborn. No, we've just, we've agreed he's not literally reborn. But he's been given a second chance. Literally. <laughs> yes. And he all he wants to do now is write music. And we know that he went on to... Oh, some, some insane heights. E- extraordinary heights. But this was the beginning of that. He'd just come off Californication. He's ploughing out an, a solo album. Mm. He's going to go off and do solo shows. He's going to be performing with the Chilis. He is a musical beast at this stage. Uh, yes. and, uh, he's at the start of that journey. Yes, he is. And he's not afraid just to lay it out and, and do what feels right at that time. And that comes down to vocal choices, w- delivery of words, and, and he, he becomes more refined, as we've discussed. Well, I think there's at the a, moment, he's still quite raw. I think there's an argument to say that it was doing this kind of stuff that kept him in the Chili's and kept the Chili's music that good mm. for that period. You yeah. think that, that amazing um, Cali, by the way, Stadium Arcadium era mm. where the expectation is that he is going to be part of a foursome that are writing red red hot chili peppers songs yeah and he has a his role develops from californication yeah to by the way and further into stadium arcadium but he's one part of a whole but he's still going to have these songs inside him yeah and so in order to keep that keep progressing with the chilies he needs to have an outlet for for everything else. For everything else, yeah. And bang him out, and I enjoyed this. I, I thought, man, he I opened thought this was that he opened that tap and let it run. Yeah, and we were the beneficiaries. We drank it up. Oh, we lapsed at the we lapsed at the. We bathed in the musical liquid hmm. of John Frusciante. Yeah, I think we did, didn't we? Well, we, b- sure we both we lapped it up and bathed in it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was well, disgusting. you were lapping it up, and I said, "Don't lap it up, because then it'd be gone." Mm. Bathe in it. Bathe in it. <laughs> Instead, let's, let's add our own juices to it. Yeah, so we did. And it then, was... and then uh, we said, uh, "Enough's enough," and no beepy boopy. Well, certainly that was my feeling. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, I, I didn't know what you were talking about. Then I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking uh, at my notes. Well, I know. I remember when um, the first beepy beepy came out. I can't even remember what it's called because I've uh, I tried to erase it from my memory. Tried banks. to erase it from my memory banks. Um, Yes, we did say that. And I, I think we were right to say that. So, yeah, basically my breakdown of this was to try and decide what was the structure here. Mm. And we're, we're going with it's just one, one big mob. Yeah. It's, one, it's one, one piece. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There's no, there's no chorus, no verse. Really interesting, raw, honest and personal, I'd put. Yeah. I'd, I'd... Or a really interesting little ride, I think I've written there. Yeah, I think, and it was an interesting little ride. I liked it. And yeah. Would I listen to this again? Yes. Okay. I think you would. Okay, fine. We might do later. Yeah, I would. Uh, so let's finish up on that and finish up on someone's and move on to the first season. Let the pretend take over and let season be. 
Well, as we salt and pepper our way out of the first season, Sam. Nice. <laughs> Talk to me about your initial thoughts. This is one of my favourites on the album. Yeah, for sure. Going Inside is also one of my favourites. I assume, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a song that has real power. Hmm. It's a song... It's over four minutes long, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Cali. Californication. Really steady my cadium, I guess. Yeah. Um, which surprised me. And actually, it's always s- slower than I um, remember. Every time I listen to it, it's always slower. Because, um, I don't know if you know, I was at ATP. Ultimate Parties. And he played this song. At Slightly quicker. Double speed, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it's, it's very, it's a slow, it's, it's a slow song. Yeah. Total reference, I think we should say that straight away. Let the pretend take over and that season yeah. be the first. I think okay, we we'll take yeah. that as a direct reference. Yeah. Um, so, He's reversed it, but we'll let him, let him off. So there's no, no real choruses here. Mm. Uh, and there's no drum machine. The drum no. machine is out. Mm. Some people say, thank God. Others say, fine. Yeah. I say fine. Yeah, I'm, I not, say- I'm not anti-drum machine. No, I'm not pro drum machine either. <laughs> no, no. So, so I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm uh, pro man Chad machine. Smith. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, um, or Klingy, or any of the other drummers he's ever played with. Matt Sorum, real people. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> if you want to say Matt Sorum, then you can. <laughs> no, sorry, I should have said say Bill Berry uh, and Paul Geary. Yeah, I really should have right. said Stephen Adler. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> K-Fig. K- say whoever you like. I got K-Fig's bloody snare drum skin. That cost me a ton. It did. Ton fifty, no ton. Now let's talk about. Okay, there is no drum machine here, hmm. but I think this song really benefits from the background noises. Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's and it's wonderful. Um, it's wonderful from from the beginning, but there are real moments where the the deep rumbling atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, and he ushers it in. Yeah. Hey, boom. Yeah, yeah. When those when those big powerful he's synth, working that since. Those synth strings, I guess. Yeah. Or those synth sounds come in. Yeah. That is that is a real addition. That's like an earthquake almost, an yeah. earthquake rumble. An earthquake in the mind. Yeah. An earthquake, an oral earthquake. And by, in the ears. In yeah. Fact, which not, leads not, to the mind. Not a mouthquake. No. An earquake. An earquake, a mindquake. Yeah. And also, I would you'd say that this song was a slow song, as yeah. you said, like a ballad, if you will. It's a salad. Yeah. If you will. It's a long salad. Yeah, it's a big salad. That's a Seinfeld reference. But, it, again, it's so it's so pushed in the audio. Yeah. Everything, a lot, it's all in the red again. He loved that red. I it's, don't know why. May, I, I, I've sort of hypothesised. You hypothesised? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. I well, think. I hypothesised. Yeah, thank you. I'm thinking that maybe it was a lack of confidence. It's... it's why else would you hide behind such that that kind of production? Yeah, because I'd like to. Well, you've heard this song without it being so blown, but at twice the speed. Mm. I, I imagine in perfect world would hear it at this speed. Given the choice, yeah. Given the choice, I'd take double speed. No, no. fresh production. Would you? If that were the only two options, if if there was a third option, well, you've had yeah. it double speed, fresh production. Yeah, it was great. That's my. That, that's great, but if there's a third choice, which is normal speed, fresh, fresh production, production, I'm taking that because okay. it lasts longer. Hmm. Great, um, again, a great vocal delivery from Shantae. Yeah, using a lot of his range again. Yeah, 
it's one of the things I like listening to when I listen to John's stuff is he's not afraid to put it out there. No. And he's not afraid to take it. He doesn't necessarily take it to the limits here. He takes it vocally to different, Different weirder places on, on the earlier albums. Yeah. But he takes it to even, even, you know, when he, when he does, when he goes, Hey, yeah. You know, that's not what you'd expect. No. And on the first season, when he goes... Um, this is the first season. Uh, even on uh, Going Inside, when he, when he goes, um, ooh, hmm. people don't necessarily do that. No. Well, John's always been a noisemaker. Yeah, he has. Because sometimes that's the only way he can express himself. That's the only way you can let it out. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. He explores things. And he, he's, his voice is to be explored. And he's prepared to do that. Of course... We're having one pass at each song. This is one of the ones I've obviously heard before. Yes. Always like the bit with the, oh, 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 oh. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I've referred to that as the famous noise. Hmm. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because on the album, it's a, it's a noise, isn't it? It's, ooh, 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 But at ATP, ooh, yeah. he famously... He vocalised it himself. He vocalised it himself. <laughs> yeah, as high, oh, has, uh, high ooze. Yeah. Which, is, which was ooh, great. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. They course. were very fast. You had to listen out for them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Morse code. Yeah, but they they did happen. I noticed. I picked up on this listen that there is. It sounds like there's some electric guitar f- feedbacking, mm. which, given if you were to believe Wikipedia, that all the guitars were DI'd, that can't be achieved, can it? I've never achieved feedback when I've DI'd because feedback is literally the loop that you're creating. The microphonic, yeah, outside of the amp, yeah, you're, the outside yeah you are the, part of that loop with the amp. The yeah. sound is being produced by the amp. It's going into your guitar yeah. and it's then yeah. feeding, feeding back. Um, well, like in so, that case, it's probably a synth noise. No, but it sounds. There's times when it feels like um, electric guitars feeding back. Later on, when there's, a, I mean, you won't know this, but there's a potential xylophone. Oh, okay. Is that the synth as well? Is it all synth? I think it's all synth. Well, there's no xylophone listed on Wikipedia. No. And strings. I referred to them as strings, but then doubted myself and then just started referring to it as synth. Yeah, d- yeah synth strings. I synth strings are fine, aren't they? They are still sh- sh- well, so it's, effectively it's, strings. It's synthesized strings. Strings, that's fine. I, I just, you know, in my mind, obviously I knew that the strings weren't there, hmm. but I, I'd started to doubt whether they should be referred to as strings. I think it's it's safe. It's all right. We know what we mean. Yeah. Well, it's literally called a synthesizer because it synthesizes sounds. Mm. Well, things like uh, strings, xylophones, Mm. maybe even feedback and guitars. Unlikely. (laughs) Well, you never know. Okay. You never know. Have you got anything else on this one? Well, I have. I just I think it's worth talking about um, the darkness of the lyrics. It starts within that halo evil, but leave my lonely mind a Mm. cell. You know, he was he. He's talking about his mind being a cell. But his great use of the word cell, because um, he's adrift, keep holding on to myself. Yeah. That's his only way. His only way to survive was to just hold on to himself, and get through it, and he did. Desperate lyrics I've written. Ah, and, and there's something that Shante is really good at, is oftentimes those very abstract lyrics yeah. that we've talked about before, but oftentimes, which we talked about earlier, Really laying yourself bare. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and that is an example of you're saying this is what I had to do and it was tough. And he did it. But where he, where he clouds matters here, when he says, leave, leave my lonely mind a cell, he then says, not even holding, um, 
Not even holding on to the cell of space that holds me. Well, I, in fact, now I'm thinking that that is a cell. But I've always thought of it as just being the cell of space. You know, as in the cell of space that surrounds each and every one of us. Mm. And he wasn't even holding on to that. But interesting, isn't it? I guess so. Confusing. Yeah. But I love that the concept of your mind being a cell. I think that's wonderful. And I, I think the... The uh, co- yeah, exactly. The concept of your mind being something that can imprison you, yeah, amazing, is very powerful, yeah. And oftentimes, things that it's a thing that people can't break out of, yeah, they cannot break out of a particular way of thinking. So, and maybe that's a, a reference to addiction, possibly. I don't know. Well, whatever it references, it's great, it's beautifully dark, yeah, yeah, beautifully dark. And I think it. it just goes to capture the desperation of his circumstances that he's that he's been through mm. and he's lived through mm. and he's come through mm. and that beautiful outro oh the outro is great just yeah. i think that just sheds the light on the whole thing and brings hope yeah it just holds it ends on a light and uplifting note and is that the first season the first season of his new life is that what that references that's really hard to tell <laughs> i think it might be ben i well, think we've cracked it let's agree that it is what it's referencing yeah. And as we agree, let's also agree to move in, wind up, if you will, and go and inhabit a space by that computer. Great. As we wend and wind our way out of wind-up space, Sam... I was going to say unwind. Okay. Well, as we unwind our way out of wind-up space... Brilliant. What's your thoughts? What's your immediate thoughts? This is certainly, for me, one that I've, I don't think I've ever heard before. Well, I, I like this song. Listening to it there on a good quality pair of headphones... Mm. I'll tell you what, I would wind up. The volume? No, not, and not completely... The big noises. That fucking all the noises. <laughs> Look, that brilliant picked guitar line. Oh, it's superb. It's amazing. Yeah. And those drum noise, the drum machine is too loud. What about the... No, I like that. I think when it comes in and does, does that and then you get the big... Oh, I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with the drum machine. Oh, <laughs> my problem was with the big noises. Yeah. It was... It's Fushanto's big... Frusciante's big noise. Well, yeah, they were drowning out the guitar line. That's what annoyed me. Now, the guitar line, you, um, you started it, and I was, of course, immediately smacked in the face by John's high notes. Yes. And you said it's a great guitar line. Started it again. It really is a great guitar line, mm. and it's a really subtle and complicated guitar line because you hear the lead dominant notes that are being heavily picked, mm. but there's also um, intermediate notes, subtle notes, almost grace notes, 
which is catching. Yeah. To really to to round it out. If he was just playing the big notes, it would be simple, and you wouldn't have said it was a great line. Yeah. It's all those other notes that he's catching, almost off time notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a first listen, that guitar line is fantastic. I imagine it's quite difficult to play, just because there's a lot of finesse involved with how you're catching all of the. the yes, you've strings. got to be precise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Loved it. Loved that guitar line. Yeah, and I'm just sorry that it was drowned out. But then again, you know, those those big, striking, um, sort of big drum noises with the wind, I think they add to it. So it's a fine line. But this is, this is another song that I can imagine he wrote just him and the guitar. He wrote that line, then he sang over it. There's no, it's straight in again, you see. Yeah, this this sounds like you sat on the couch and you, and you come up with that great guitar line. I actually think it's a... Then he starts screeching wind-up space. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a waste of a really great guitar line. Mm. I mean, I I like it, but um, it's it's a decision. It's a a vocal decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think think it it works, and it's a good good song. And thank God he got out of his system, so he could do by the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Again, the the structure's strange, because there's a a reset at one minute. Is there? There's a break in in the song. And it comes back in. Okay, so these are the things that I'm going to be missing on first pass, yeah. I think. And I think that well, I think it reinforces the, you know, it's, it, because it comes straight back in with the the guitar line and the and the vocal, it hits you in the face. Mm. And I think I think that's a, a good decision on a song like this. It is it is a unique approach, I think, to sing so, you know, with such commitment to the falsetto, mm. and. I think having that break just reinforces the song's character, if anything. I find that the, it's not... I don't find it goes anywhere. I don't find... Because no. the song's only just under two minutes long. Yeah, exactly. And there's, it, there's no time for it to build into anything else. There's no time for it to fully develop. It's over... It's a vignette. It's a vignette, if you will. I think I think it's a vignette. But the thing is, I'm not going back to this one. No, you know, no, this isn't this isn't going to, and that's a shame because the seeds of genius are there with that amazing guitar line. Yeah. But as I say, I feel that he's slightly burned it on a song that's that I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be going back to. No, no, I, it's not one that sticks in the mind. I always listen to the whole album, so. Mm. Um, to recreate that first time you heard it and were desperately, desperately concerned by what's happening to John Fashante. Well, well, exactly. But as soon as we walked away, I started singing the next song. That's how well I know that, you know, that's a yeah, sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that this song has got real quality. The guitar line is great. The, the decision to sing the whole thing in, in the falsetto is, is great, I think. And it, it gives the song its identity, along with, unfortunately, the... the the prominence of the drum machine. But unfortunately, I think the prominence of the drum machine actually adds to the atmosphere of the song at times in a really strong way. So you can't remove it. No. Okay, so it's give and take. It's give and take. It's a lovely little song. But, of course, it's not going to have the, the appeal and the, 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 you know, the instant earworm effect of something like Going Inside or the first season. It's not one of those. No, sure. If we're dividing this album into songs which are brilliant mm. and songs which are not, 
Does it tend to be the longer songs? Well, this I think the first you know songs songs which stick with you and you want to you want to listen to you want to learn on the guitar. I'm not even a guitarist, Ben, and I want to learn how to play the first season on guitar. So, yeah. and I don't. I would love to learn to play this, but as you say, it's probably as much as any other song that's played on the guitar out of my reach. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this this should be the first John Frusciante song you learn on my guitar. No, but the first season is doable, I think. Well, that, that should be the first song. Yeah. But if I was going to emulate you, then I'd go for something like Mrs. Robinson or... Oh, no, if you're going to emulate me, you'd go for Cherry Cherry by Neil Diamond. Ah, oh, okay. E-A-D. How, how quickly after that did you learn Mrs. Robinson? Because I sang Mrs. Robinson with you. Well, that was about 10 years after I learned to play the guitar. Well, it can't have been. Well, I learned... No, the first time we ever did it at Gatehouse, when I was... A, 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 a wee, a wee slip of a lad. A wee slip of a lad, yeah. I've absolutely no idea. It, it was before we did um, Rest in Peace. Oh, was, was it? Okay, well, uh, Mrs. Robinson's in E as I'm well. I'm glad so. you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Burned its way uh, yeah. into my memory. That's in E as well, so... Must have been my striking vocal. Mm, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Wind Up Space is a good song, I think. I think it's a good song. Okay, well, let's wind up this space chat about Wind Up Space... And let's uh, go literally anywhere else. Sam, I'm trying to find a way to get into the intro for Away and Anywhere, but I can't think of anywhere to go with the introduction for Away and Anywhere. So I'll leave it to you. Well, Ben, I think we can go almost anywhere with this, but the best place to go is away from any Where? ludicrous approach to introductions. And let's just get on with it. Sure. What do you think of it? It's your first or second or third or fourth listen? Well, it's my first listen, first pass on every one of these, and... This is a tune. This is a tune. This has multiple facets to it. This has got shit going on, baby. Yeah. I mean, we've got a we've got that that drum machine again, so it all sounds a little bit samey sometimes. Ah, God, I've put drum machine takes a back seat. Mm. Well, it was quite prominent, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we got that guitar line as well with that ding 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 line. That's yeah. Puts me a little bit in mind of um for some going inside, but it's completely different, but did put me in mind. But we've got other things happening. We've got Frusciante singing low, low, baritone, I guess. Mm. That might be. Yes, yes. No, no. Low, low. <laughs> no, but we, no. But we also, yes, have, yes. we also have in this octaves up on the vocals. Yes. No. Low. <laughs> Just yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have octaves up on the vocals, which is great. We have the build on the drum machine. Yes. Which I think oh, is oh. really effective. I'd just like to point out, uh, zero, zero, 0055, which is... Just 55 seconds. Mm. A Ben Townsend switch to double time, which I thought you'd absolutely adore. A BT switch to double time, yeah, instead of... <laughs> yeah. It starts again. Which I knew you'd like. Loved I didn't it. even notice it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. No, I did. He did, he did. No, I, I, it's my, I've listened to this song once. There's only so much I can notice. 
what I also loved was those soft backing vocals. This yeah. whole thing put me in mind of Leonard Cohen. And I have been listening to a lot of Leonard Cohen recently, which might have helped. Well, I think, but, I think it's probably a, a, two, a double-edged sword, but, a two-edged sword, as I was about to say. Well, tell me about both the edges. Well, the one edge is that it does actually sound a bit like Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And the other edge is that you've been listening to Leonard Cohen, so everything sounds like Leonard Yes. <laughs> but what, this has that low delivery, like a low Leonard. Yeah. Suzanne takes you down. Yeah. That kind of low delivery. Exactly. But also has a bit of an octave up as well. Well, I'll go. I'll go. Suzanne, Suzanne takes you down. Yeah, sure. So that kind of thing. Do you want to go? Leonard doesn't do that, does he? Uh, no, Leonard does the low bits. Yeah, like Leonard would go, Suzanne. Can you do that? Ladies to do the high. He bit. has ladies, yeah. Can you go, Suzanne? I can, yes. Go on then. What, do you want me to do it like Arnie? Like you <laughs> yes, please. Suzanne. Suzanne. Take me down. Suzanne. Suzanne. <laughs> Sorry, we've drifted That's how off. Arnie would have sounded if he was um, an Austrian woman. Yeah, well, it's a long time since we've done any Arnie. It is, but I don't think we've ever done any high Arnie, have we? Oh, should we do some high Arnie? Is that Arnie? such a thing? Hang on. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. That's it, that's it. <laughs> high Arnie. Arnie before his, before his voice broke. Yeah. I'll be back. Not oh. so scary. <laughs> Not so scary. How do you want me to deliver it, David? He said. Yeah, because he says, I'll be back. Yes. Who's, who's David? David Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Who's David Cameron? We know who David Cameron is. We shouldn't talk about him on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, how do you want me to... How do you want me to... Hey, how do you want me to deliver it? Uh, uh, future, future Prime, Prime Minister, Minister of England, 30 years hence. <laughs> However you want, mate. Yeah, I'm James Cameron. <laughs> You're numpty. <laughs> that can happen. Anyway, yeah. so I thought there was a lot going on with, um, with this tune. Away in any way. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. For goodness sake. Hit, me, hit me with your thoughts. Well. But uh, can I just say this before we go any further? Yes. Thank you to Dennis Randolph Jr. for kind of pushing us into doing this. Uh, it's, a, it's an album that I'm thoroughly enjoying. Yes. And it's an album that I've thoroughly enjoyed in the past and I'm thoroughly enjoying again. Um, and Dennis is a, a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, friend of, a friend on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, a fan of this album. So hopefully... He's enjoying this episode. Good day to you, Dennis, and thank you for being a supporter of the podcast. Now, what do you think of the song? The song, Ben. We've got a riff I've put. We've got a riff. It is a riff, and it's an interesting riff. Going it? back to the beginning. Oh, we've also got a key change as well early in, early in the yes, song. Yes, yes. So that's already something we haven't seen so much as we've, we've talked about developing songs mm. or very short songs as well. So what's the structure? What's happening? Here's the first obvious yeah. Key change. Straight in the first 30 seconds of the song. Recognisable structure. Yeah. That's where I'm, I will be coming to. Yeah. But the point here is we've got a double-tracked vocal as well. I reckon he's using, he's using all eight tracks in this. And um, he's, he spoke about how some of the songs took longer to produce than others. This, I reckon, is a long one. Some? A as three, long as three days. This is a three-day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite his original, <laughs> despite his original, <laughs> that's the wheelbarrow. Yeah. It's coming into play. Yes, I reckon this was a three-day. Yeah, even though it's a ma- uh, ha- even this shouldn't have taken three days. But well, Ben, this was a major project. It took three days. And I'll tell you for why. Go on. Then. You've got double-track vocals, 
prominent baritone focusing the ear. Right? Did you so, write baritone? Yeah. Oh, nice. You did as well. You said it. Yeah, I, I said it out loud. You said it out loud. I wrote it and then yeah. said it. Yeah. So I've done both. Are you going to write it now? Um, can't have got a pen, pen on yeah. the head. <laughs> Two, one. Brilliant. Oh, God. <laughs> so then we've got the double time. We've got the chorus. But what we have here, Ben, and I think this is absolutely crucial, is a recognisable structure. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus times two. Oh, that's good. Under solo and outro. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. what do you mean? This is, this is Red Hot Chili Peppers structure. Well, I guess it is, yeah. Well, this is... This is it's much, classic structure. Yeah, this is much more recognisable song than a lot of the, a lot of the things we've heard so far. That, and, and maybe that's why it grabbed my ear. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it. Because as I've, I'm, as I've said before, I'm not an avant-garde person. No. If it's out there, it's probably not going to grab my ear. If it has a cohesive structure and a bit of a guitar line and some double-track vocals and sounds a bit like Lenny Kelly. And a bit of an outro solo. Yeah, then I'm on board. Yeah, but I think it, with its avant-garde nature, somehow it becomes harder to recognise that structure. No, but I'm saying this one isn't avant-garde. No, but it, I, think it's, I think it's avant-garde enough. That it's avant-garde compared to, to, to the Cali. casual listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, compared, the, the, to, compared to you when you first listened to it. Right, anyway. and, but when you're sat down making notes about a song, mm. these things strike you. Mm. But as a casual listener, I don't think you'd necessarily catch on to that structure straight away. So... I to think, be honest, it's only you then laying it out like that. I knew that it was more cohesive on yeah, the first listen, yeah. but you've laid it out in a way that makes it more understandable. So it's somehow experimental music, even though it, it, I think it takes a, a particular path that's more well-trodden. Hmm. It, it's not necessarily as obvious to the ear, but I do think it happens here. Two paths diverged in the wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by. WW Uncle Walt again, Walt Whitman. Mm. And I think for Shante on these albums, on this, on this early, or certainly on this album, I think for Shante takes the path less travelled by. Mm. This one hit me though. I think I'm, I'm going to go back to this one. Enjoyed it a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a really, really good song. It, I think this is the genesis of his later work. You know, we see the layers, we see the structure, we see a song being fully developed for mm. up to three days. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 is, sure. that is a serious amount of development. That is, yeah. And I think that leads into tracks that also took three days to record, like Native Ghost. Yes. Yes. That was a three-day. And, and the other numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I, I, I keep agreeing with myself because I, th- I was going to take my notes over there and read them while we listened, hmm. but I forgot. Right. And by the time I had my headphones on, I couldn't move far enough away from the, the computer. The wire restricted you. To grab my... And I'd already asked you to get my beer, so yeah. I didn't want to ask you to then lean over and get this. Might have been furious. But I have agreed with myself again. Not really a, sing- a sing-along number, but an enjoyable and interesting song. Ends on a noise, I've put. I love that. Not really a sing-along number. No, it's not. No. But given the paucity of sing-along numbers so far, yeah, let's latch on to what we've got. Well, I don't think it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> what, but, the next one? Uh, but, well, maybe, maybe not. There are, there are definitely... We've had, we've had at least two we've sing-alongs. Going inside. Yeah, and we've had first season. first season. Both 
cracking singer. Stadium classic examples of stadium rock. Yeah. Well, and hang on, I didn't write that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention, <laughs> you did, I can see I didn't it. mention it Stadium says, Rock. It says, away and anywhere is a cracking example of Stadium Rock. Stadium I can see rock. it on your notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that one, absolutely. Pleased with it, are you? Really thrilled. Uh, good. Well, I'm pleased about that because I really like that one. And, you know, this, this album has a certain identity and it's not an identity that everyone can relate to so far its identity appears to be everything is slightly uh everything's in the red it's very red that's its identity in a good way yeah it's just blown out a bit yeah but no great song what's next sam as we go away from away and anywhere we go literally anywhere else but as we go to those places shall we remain where we sit now right Yes. I'm trying to see the red hat. Yes, you gotta see your name. Well, we remain, pre-remain, because we've realised that we're not going to get through the entirety of To Record Only Water for 10 days in one episode, such as the quality and enjoyment that we're both receiving from this album. <laughs> yes. And we wouldn't want to give it short shrift. We would not. And we won't. We, no, that we, look... For our sake and the sake of everybody who's listening, we want to give it long shrift. Maximum shrift. So we can do half today, half in God knows when. Well, no, re- reasonably soon. Reasonably soon. We've got some open... End- we- we're aware, for those of you who are also aware, that we've got a couple of open-ended books, if you will. We have, and I will. <laughs> a, Mother's Milk. <laughs> B, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic must be closed. And it will be. Yeah, Mother's Milk's been open on page i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> we've got some we've got to round that off though we will do and it will be rounded off soon right we will we commit to rounding off mother's the milk. first thing we round off when we'll, we round off anything we'll be, we'll be, we'll be no well we won't round that off we'll finish that yeah we'll round off mother's milk what's the difference between finishing blood sugar sex magic well i just want to say the first thing milk. we round off will be mother's milk Fine. without committing to how long it will be and the next thing that we'll finish it will be blood sugar sex magic. And then we will finish at some point to record any water. We will draw to a conclusion. To record any water. Yes. Okay, fine. So. But also, we must say this. One, two, three, four. Why'd you drink and go? We've got an open book. Must finish. Must round up. Must do it. Why'd you drink Sam, I must inquire, what are you drinking? Ben, it's a, a great day. It's a great day. I've got two new sponsors. Great. So one of them is a major supermarket. Really? Slash clothes store. Slash conglomerate. Yes, it's Marks and Spencer's. M&S, Marks and Sparks. M&S have got on board. How the fuck? Well, Ben, I don't know exactly how it happened. It, they came through my Spanish agent. 3D can. 3D can. Uh, and it's uh, a hazy pale ale. Oh, my brewed God. By, brewed by vocation. Who I've had. Uh, well, you've had many I've a vocation. Dealt with directly. You've been on many a vocation vacation. I have, but this is through MS. It's a 4.8 hazy pale ale, soft and hoppy. Now, I'll, first of all, I'm going to apply some to the mouth, which I'll do immediately. My goodness. That is soft, hoppy, fruity, and delicious. And at 4.8, I think that's just about right. What's next, next up? <laughs> We've got Polly's. Hmm. 
Polly's, it's called. And it's... Uh, Polly's what? 5.1. She she contacted me um, on... I don't know how she got my mobile number, but she did. Little Polly Track? Little Polly Track. Uh, she's Dolly's oh, no, that's, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's a mixture of little, little Philip Leadwork and Polly Track. Dolly Track? <laughs> yeah. Polly yeah. Track. Polly Track, yeah. Dolly's sister. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, a, a lovely girl. Not as famous. No. Uh, not as successful and not as useful. <laughs> but, but in fact, she, what is Polly Track? <laughs> she, she contacted me directly. She's she's got a bloody brewery, would you believe? And it's called What Pale Ale. What? Do you, would you like to confirm that that's what it's called? Right. What? What? W H U T exclamation mark. What? What? So, I don't know whether that's a, a sort of. Uh, well, surely the podcast listeners they're asking what are you drinking, and I say uh, Polly. Polly's. <laughs> It's uh, a pale ale, 5.1, and I will now apply some to the math. Ooh, it's totally different to this one, mm. and not as nice. I think that's probably, it is hoppy, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of, of overly hoppy beer. Mm. Bit too hoppy. I will drink it, of course. Of course. Uh, but I won't buy it again. And at 5.1? It's over. The casual... Yeah, <laughs> okay, I wouldn't fine. drink too much of this. No. Okay, so well, I, I will drink this one till the cows come home and I fall over. What's that, the M&S? Well, what are I, you drinking, Rick? What are you drinking? Oh, sorry. What? What are you drinking, drinking, as Polly would say? I'm drinking Carling. How's it taste? I'll take it to the mouth. That tastes like a classic mouthful of curling. Oh, it, and that, to me, is everything. It's Sweet Home Alabama. Absolutely. And it brings it home at a lovely 4% mark. Well, I mean, that, that is... Sessionable. That is sessionable to the extreme. Exactly. I mean, you do well to get drunk on that. Sessionable to the REM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Believe me, you say I'm going to do well to get drunk on this. You will. I'm going to have a damn good go at have it. Have a good go at it. I will. Here we go. One, two, we've got to say what. Yeah. One, two, three, four. What, what you drinking, go. My drinking car, you out. Up and over and over again now. Up and over and sister. What you drinking? say about Romaine so let's get into Romaine thoughts it's a lettuce did you say it's a lettuce a Romaine lettuce ah of course yeah a Romaine lettuce of course lovely lovely introduction as you know I'm a lettuce specialist a lettuce specialist so yes say, say that twice so, no say that fast five times a lettuce specialist 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 very good I did it in Spanish, French, and Greek. All that remains to say about Remain is let's get into Remain. Yeah, let's talk about Remain. What did you make of it? You're the you're the uh, newcomer here. I'm the flyby night on this one, of course. It's a head scratcher, I think. 
Yes. And believe me, between the two of us, there's a lot of head to be scratched. <laughs> yes, there is. It's, uh, it's, it's available. It's, it's available uh, real estate. Let's leave it at that. There's now a lot of clear nails to scalp. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. I mean, I don't want to go too hard on mine. I'm going to put my hat on. Do. <laughs> I wish I had a hat. I've put my hat on. Yeah. Breathy delivery. First off, I mean, there really is a Those lot to talk about. Those breathy vocals. Yeah. That's I mean, what a choice. What a choice. Yes. But it's a, again, it's the, we've got a little bit of a guitar intro, which is nice. Well, there's a driving underlying riff to this song. Yeah. Again, first pass, but you can't help but notice on that mm. first pass that there is, for me, not for you, that there is an underlying riff to this song. There is. I, yeah. I, kept, I kept thinking to myself, remember what it is so you can vocalise it, but I can't. He sometimes, I think, comes close to matching it on his vocal delivery. delivery. But that, I quite like the well, it's, yeah, quite exactly. low driving part over the breathy vocal. It's an odd choice, though. It's an odd choice. Well, I, I think it's a, you could almost say it's a difficult guitar part to ro- write a vocal melody to, but it's a difficult vocal melody to write a guitar part to. And yet somehow it, they come together and, and kind of meet in the middle. Can I ask you to say that again? If no. you can. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think I think I think I think it's it's uh, you know a, a match made in heaven, but it's certainly not an obvious one. I won't go as far as say it's a match made in heaven from my viewpoint on this first pass, but it's too beepy boopy, too quickly. It starts, yes, going into what would blight, and I do mean blight, a lot of his future work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but let's talk about the positives. Okay, fine. The backing vocal, the ooze. They're lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No problem lovely. with them. And then, and then, of course, he... I think there, there's a... The, for, for anyone listening to this right now, let's focus on the, the vocals. There's, he has got the ability to go from falsetto down into the mixed voice and then it down into the chest. with, And it's a flawless change. You know, it's just great to see, great technique. He, he chooses a kind of drawly delivery at one point, which... I don't know why he does it, but it, I don't mind it. Um, but I'm always left at, after the first half of this song feeling, where's it going to go? And when you listen to it the first time, you must have felt that. You must have thought, well, this is, this is a nothing I, song. I felt it resolved really. I felt the song resolved really well because I liked how it finished. Yes. Well, I will say there's a, there's a couple of odd it's parts a, for me. There's a couple of lines where his vocal delivery, for me, wasn't... I think he says, when you reach that pass, there's a line where he says that. Yeah. And then it's, it's doubled again later on, something about a line. Uh, I can't remember what the line was. Right. But both times I felt he was struggling to find the pitch. Right. Okay, well. And I'll have to I go back like to, to listen. I hear that. No, no, no. He... To say struggling to find the pitch might be a bit harsh, but b- because I assume this was one of the three days. Well, it seems like a three day. It seems like a three day to me, for sure. It's definitely a no. But I, but I felt on those lines that, particularly on those lines, there's some very of the vocals points. are raw, aren't they? They're raw. Let's let's say but that they're certainly raw. Yes. And I'm not saying he's not out of tune. No. But he's, but he's he's on the edge. Hmm. And it, it felt to me like, but it happened twice. So, so the first time I heard it, I thought he's 
you know John, he likes he likes first passes and mm. he doesn't want to overthink things. Yeah. So that that might be okay, let that slide. But it's the same thing on it's not the same line, but it's the same part of the song. You know, you're Yeah. And you're doing the same vocal delivery. Well, I don't like it now you're making notes. <laughs> now you're being horrible. <laughs> just, it's just a pass, man. All right, man. Well, okay. You know, you know me. I'm very protective of Jim. Now you're bringing this pitch issue in. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I thought the song overall was was really good. It just did. It just did get a bit. Well, what about the second half? Oh man, let's talk about the dry the dry solo guitar. Yeah, exactly. which was. Absolutely phenomenal. And again, there's some great use of the drum machine for for dramatic effect. I felt. Yeah, the drum machine. I'm not not a big fan of it. No, I felt big drum hits dramatic impact. I put. I felt it was too aggressive on the breakdown part. Uh, it's thing is, so far on this album, we've done what five, six, seven songs. A, a number around that sort of ballpark. Yeah. And it's getting. A little bit too drum machine-y for me. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know what you mean. I don't think there's anyone out there who would say that uh, that they are a big fan of the overall drum machine impact on this album. I'd rather, I'd rather it was done with it, but it wouldn't be the same album. I, I wonder, especially about this this song in particular. I was thinking to myself, well, can you imagine him recording this now? How would he How would he do it? Or during the shadows or the record collection era? How would he go about constructing a song like this? Because it's very complex and there's so many layers to it. And it's a real, you know, meaningful song. And I think it could be developed into something more than it is. Not that I don't like it on this album, because I do, and it's a really important song on the album. But I think given a little bit more uh, attention to production... A song like this could be something great. That's a really interesting point. What could you take from some of these songs? Yeah. To then, and I think maybe look back on these. Yeah. And and re-record them. I mean, he's not going to want reinvent to do that. them. If yeah, you will. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will because he's not going to want to do that. No. And but I look back on some of the stuff that I've recorded and think, okay. I can see what I was trying to do. The concept is set. Yeah. yeah. There is a core concept yeah. which you can build upon, you can take upon and extrapolate. Yeah. I don't think John's that kind of musician. No, he's definitely... And, and I wouldn't... I, I think that would be an unusual move. Yeah. But I can see... I can hear, listening to this album, mm. some things that I really love. Yeah. But a lot of it's just not landing with me because I'm... And I'll, I'll be honest again, one more time. <laughs> yes, good. If I may. No, I'd, I'd love you to be. I just, it's just a drum machine, man. It's too. Now he's had a few carlings. It's all coming out. <laughs> it's, all coming it's all coming out. out. It's just too say. It's it's too samey. Yeah. Okay. No, I understand that, and I, to be honest, I expected this reaction mm. because it's a natural reaction. Mm. It's a Carlin Fuel drum machine reaction. No, but, you know, I, I wasn't immediately enthralled by this album. And actually listening to it, and I have listened to it in depth over the years, but mm. listening to it in a way to talk about it on the podcast has actually made me appreciate the songs more because a song like this, 
it's just so incredibly affecting when you break it down that you know you, you it takes you on a journey mm. and the crescendo is incredible and we hear some real Frusciante style sort of you know Californication style guitar at the end there with the under solo yeah absolutely like you've got two really really good stuff at the end loved it yeah really dry lead guitar so you've got a lead line and at the end you've just got an like as you said like an under solo or another line yeah another another track yeah just playing like two notes repeatedly yeah just to compliment it didn't ah oh man that's where i thought i hope this kind of doubles i hope this loops around again yeah exactly and it, and it didn't loop around again no no and just when it got good <laughs> well I think it's good all the way through, and, yeah. and, and part of what enamors me to the, the, this music is my love for John and his artistic journey. And so, and I know you, you, you will be able to do this and frame it in this way. Knowing what he went through and knowing what, where he ended up means that this, this music means so much because it, it could have not happened. Hmm. And it did happen, and he went on to do great things. But if this had been all that he'd ever done, it still would have been great. It still would have been great. And on the course of his journey, it's it's very meaningful. And you can hear it in the, in the delivery from him. And that's what I enjoy. It's not only the quality of the music, but the, the honesty. I keep talking about the honesty and the fact that he lays himself bare and he puts himself out there. But that's what gives this music real meaning for me. Hmm. So I, I, I think this is a, a really good song. Uh, but I do agree with you, even though I may have said it first, that I'd love to hear him re-record this one in particular because I think he could do it. It could be something really special. Yeah. And I enjoyed the song. It, it's too beepy-boopy. What about too- that little noise that sounds like something's being retracted? <laughs> well, I wanted more, clarif- more clarification on what, exactly what was being retracted. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because it sounds like it might be a... You know, no, 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 we'll leave it there. Yeah. Well, obviously, when John left the Chili's the first time, there was a fallout. Yes. When he left the Chili's the second time, there was a fallout. But was it this fallout? Let's find out. As we literally ram our parts through ramparts. Yes. Sam, what did you make of that? I'll sum this up in, in a, a very... S- Succinct way? Yes. You know I can't say that word. Mm. 
You never have been able to say succinct. Succinct. Mm, well done. First time ever you said it. Wow. It's a delicious medley of guitar parts. Yes, indeed it is. It really is. It's is not it long what, enough. Is it? <laughs> well, the thing is, in, in a medley of guitar parts, how long is Ramparts? 111. Conceivably, it could have been longer, but... Oh, man. I reckon it could be twice as long and still be <laughs> as effective. But it's, it's will to deathy. Yes, it is. It, yeah. I could, I've, I, on that first pass again... I thought this is precursor to Will to Death. Well, I, I yeah, and guitar I, and I, solo. Yeah, and I think this is a kind of giveaway to how advanced or, or where John was technically. I think maybe. Yeah. Okay. There, there's okay. there's some more complex stuff going on here than maybe he's letting on, or he is letting on because he's playing it, but and <laughs> <laughs> released it. But this is good shit. Yeah. You know, not that no, technically it's good shit. I mean, I think we are hearing what I love about this Frusciante era is it, it comes out in Cali sometimes when he's feeling for the notes yeah and um, and you can hear it in songs like this certainly and on the Will to Death solo when he's reaching for notes yeah and here you can certainly hear it because um the lead is quite loose at the start, I felt. But by the end, when he's... It's just searching, and it's it's raw. Yes. And that's what I love about it. It's one minute, 11 seconds worth of, of, to quote the Stooges, I think, raw power, the understated power. Yes, it, it, it is raw power, and it is understated power. And it's very, it's very clever, because it's power that you're never really sure where it's coming from, because... The interplay between the different lines, yeah, yeah, it's great acoustic. Continually picking. hands yeah. the ear off, yeah, so that you're 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 never sure what you're listening to, but all you know for definite is that you're really enjoying it, yeah. And it's very subtle as well because there's, it comes in where there's two guitars playing, two lead two lead guitars playing, yeah, and and again he's trying to find those notes. And I went through, <laughs> I went through a phase of this kind of John Frusciante playing. Um, as you know, I record a song for Vanessa every Christmas. That's correct. The House Ambassador. And I'd done her song and I thought, oh, well, I'll just throw together a quick version of um, You Were Always On My Mind. The, ah, yes. Uh, who wrote it? I don't know. You Willie Nelson. You were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. That song, I didn't do it that time. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You should have. Yeah, I did it. I did it in more of a Shante style. You did it in slow motion. Yeah, but I did it, I recorded it playing on the acoustic and then dropped in the solo and I mic'd it up very close to the amp. Yeah. So it felt very intimate and you can feel the uh, fingers on... I wanted to achieve this kind of sound so you can feel the fingers, fingers on the fret. string. Well, fingers on string and fingers on fretboard. On fret. So you can, like, the pull it across the wood of the fretboard. Yeah. And looking back, I've listened to it. It's not as good. As, John does it great. Mm. I did it okay. You did your best. I did my bloody best. It was Christmas Eve when I did this. We'd finished Vanessa's Christmas song on, literally on Christmas Eve. What was the year? The, good question. Um, 
2005 maybe. Yeah, I mean, you can make it out. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> but it was about 2005, 2006, yeah. oh. at a push 2007, or a push on the opposite in 2004. But it was that kind of feel, and I love that. I love being able to not have any... And I was DI'd as well, actually, because um, I was using um, Logic Pro, uh, GarageBand at the time, mm. I think. So you, it, it's all very dry when you first play it, and you can feel those things. And that's what John would have been hearing mm. with those headphones on. Yes, yeah. Trying to find where to go. And that's, I, I think the song really works. Well, I do, and I, I think, um, you know, as I said, the interplay between those the different lines is is absolutely exquisite it's something that he he does with the guitar you know he, he sits there and he lays something down and then he he, he works with it and he as you say he, he finds different ways to write different lines that work with what he's already put down he does it vocally as well though on on certain songs and he's a man who's not afraid to explore everything whether it be in whether it be a a vocal track that's working with another vocal track that he's already done or here we're talking about guitar lines but what we got well i reckon we've got five or six different lines here maybe yeah yeah and of course they all they're all leading up to that wonderful albeit short Mm. solo at the end too short and what I do love is the way that, that that solo is is kind of it just very very briefly introduced by a couple of the other lines. Yeah. And it's, a, it's for me that's the only downfall of the song. It's too short, but the main downfall is that that outro solo is too short. Do you even call it a song if it's a one minute eleven? Yes, instrumental. I yes, I definitely do. Well, what do you qualify as a song then? There's a question for well, you. Well, look at Snake Bar. Is Snake well, Bar no, a song? Snake Bar is a song. It's 20 seconds long, but it's it's got instrumentals, drums, and vocals, and it's a coherent whole. Yeah, so that's what I'm looking for, is a co- coherent whole. But is, would you call this kind of instrumental a, a song? Without a doubt, yes. Mm. This, this, for me, is... It's... it's, it's not necessarily the length that makes it emotionally involving, but it's the musianship yeah. and the yeah. the, the, the clear I want, I, yeah. intent. Yeah, I want more. I want more. Yeah, this. I want more. I want, I'd like I'd like this to be built up to a song with lyrics and. Oh well, I don't. I don't necessarily think that it needs no, that. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it but doesn't. What, what we do need of it is definitely more. Maybe this is one minute eleven of almost perfection. Yeah, well, I think it is. But I think it could be three minutes of perfection. Mm, okay. Because I think you could stretch out almost every element of that song and it would... to three minutes. Yeah. You could have the outro solo twice as long and the rest of it... Yeah. Just beef it out. Yeah, and yeah. I think it would, it would benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, you could. Like at the end of The World to Death where the solo plays the line through and then the second guitar comes in and, and mm. picks it up, yeah. Mm. Okay, so should we just, um, as we go out of Remain, shall we just... Uh, Ramparts. Vo- oh. As we go out of Ramparts, should we vocalise Snake Bar? 
Oh, yeah, I'd love to. One, two, a one, two, three, go. When you are alone and hunger is a biting, go to the cupboard and get your favorite snack. It's called a snake bar and it really bites back. And that's a song. Okay, so as we move out of part one of To Record Any Water for 10 Days, ah, it's been a, a, a great... I've had a well of time with your time. I can't, I can't wait to do it again. I'm always sad when these sessions end. If you'd like to get involved, bentownsendmusicalhotmail.com is where to email in to become an ambassador. We'll get a badge. Sam, you will also get a flyer. But what else will happen to you? The, ambassador, the ambassadorship program is real and it means something to every single ambassador out there. Thank you. We love you. Keep taking those badges to gigs. Keep wearing those badges with pride. And we all know about the AGM. Ben says it's not real, but we know it is. We love you all. It's not real. The AGM is not real. The ambassador program is real. Uh, write in. We'll send a badge and a flight to anywhere in the world. You can tape them to gigs. Yeah, it's, it's a good crack. And when you see us at gigs, tell Ben about the AGM. At University RXCP on Twitter. Sam, you are? At Stack Townsend. On Insta, we are universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. Universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. Join us, follow us, uh, and we will see you at the snake bar, I guess. When you are alone and hunger is a biting, go to the cupboard and get your favorite snack. It's called the snake bar and it really bites back. Shh.